I saw your be good baker running by again the other day, says I to old Mr. Brennan. Ah, yes, says he. I've never seen her stand still. And she's running rings around the rest of us with our Brennan's be good bread. Only 60 calories a slice. 60 calories, says I. That's just a whole meal, is it? No, says he. It's the whole meal, the whole grain, and the waste. 60 calories a slice and high in fiber, whatever way it slices. That's why anything baked is better with Brennan's. Today's bread today. Here's your horoscope. Under finances, it says, be better with money. Okay, time to bring in the experts. At Zurich Pensions, we believe small actions can have great impact, like planning your future with our online pension calculator. Take a small action for your future today. Visit Zurich.ie or talk to a financial broker about a Zurich pension. Zurich Life Assurance PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. This is an Irish independent podcast. Their miners won this year won the Monster and they won the All Ireland. They're seen as they're after losing the Monster. I think if any team are best equipped to stop Limerick, I think it could be clear. And I tell you, I missed out on it the last time. I was probably a fraction young, but by God, it's, if they win it this time, I think we'll be all packing the bags to head to the banner. Hello and welcome to the Throw-In Hurling Show. Well, what a Sunday of hurling that was. One-point wins, dramatic finishes, five in a row Munster titles for Limerick, four in a row Leinster titles for Kilkenny and gushing defeats for Clare and Galway. Well, John Milan and Eddie Brennan are here. What a day that was yesterday, lads. Eddie, after lifting the Bob O'Keefe Cup, Own Cody said, we're probably hearing all week that there's no hurling in Leinster. I tell you, there's plenty of hurling in Leinster. Uh, but what a game the Leinster final was. What a finish. You're never beaten, are you? No, certainly not yesterday. And I didn't think, um, I think myself at one stage, we'd given up the ghost, all right? I thought when Galway got the second point, um, I definitely felt that was it. It was going to take... A miracle, but at the same time, you, you know, I suppose that's one thing that Brian Cody instilled in his teams. And it's look, we're, we're fortunate enough in, in that back, back in you know, years gone by, that was the calling card of, of most Kilkenny teams was that they would stick at it to the end and, and pinch something like that. But, uh, you know, of all people, Killian Buckley, and it was just fantastic entertainment. I think definitely all year we've been lauding about how good the Munster Championship is. But thankfully, from a Leinster perspective, we got a fight, uh, you know, we got a showpiece event that absolutely, you know, went toe to toe with Munster. And, and overall, we got massive entertainment in both games yesterday. But um, just even the sequence of play that led to it, like, I mean, talk about tired bodies. I mean, I think it's, you know, Ray Boyan had a piece up, this, you know, on, on Twitter. You know, Galway had so many times, just say even lie on that ball, you know, just even pick it up, give away, you know, just kill the play. Because once it was flying around and, Garrod McInerney took a fresh air swing. I think Conor Cooney went to grab it. TJ took a fresh air swing. I mean, such was the the fatigue levels at that stage of the game. So, um, yeah, look, absolutely delighted with with how they done it. Um, so, uh, like I said, in a, in a good place now to reset and go again. But definitely, you know, Kilkenny, I think, as Derek said afterwards, it's been a commanding position and then, you know, leave Galway in it. But Galway, to be fair to him, dug in. Um but yeah, look, and, and, and looking across the Munster too, I thought it was an absolutely fabulous, uh, great, two great matches, uh, two, two great pieces of entertainment uh, fitting uh, provincial finals. Yeah, it wasn't a bad day either down at the Gaelic Grounds, John. You were down there. A historic day for Limerick, uh, like five Munster titles in a row. Uh, they join uh, Cork in achieving, in achieving that feat now as well. Ah, uh, look, an incredible, an incredible achievement by... What an incredible team. That's that's 12 finals now, 12 finals now across the board between National League, Munster and All-Ireland success. 
the two away from doing immortality, joining uh, Kil- uh, Eddie's great Kilkenny team. Uh, but I, I'll remind, I'll remind, uh, I'll remind Limerick supporters and the whole like, like remind, me remind them that the next final is number thirteen, and uh, we all know I know from, <laughs> I know from having number thirteen on me back, it can be an unlucky, it can be an unlucky number, but. It was my favourite yeah. number, Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I'm on my favourite number in, in, in 2004 when I was sent off. So, uh, but no, look, the Gaelic grounds as a whole, I, I went up there early. I arrived in Limerick at what, half 10 and the place was just, was just buzzing. It was, and it was the right call for me having, having, having it in the Gaelic grounds. And, and that was evident yesterday by, by the support of, of both sides. It was just, you know, the place was just strong. There was even with with supporters, great atmosphere, really added to, added to the occasion. It was very, 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 very hot up there. Uh, but yeah, look and look, the, the game, the game led to you know lends to the to the to the occasion as well. It 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 we were saying would we possibly get another thriller? Could 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 we match the the monster final of last year and, and the round robin game and it was it was right up there for for uh, entertainment and excitement and look when Claire when Claire reflect on the match look we can talk we can talk in, in a minute or two about the, the the late three when they reflect and they break down and they dissect the game and they go through it you know in contrast to last year's monster final called last year's monster final they gave it everything you know, but they were kind of still hanging in there near the end. But on this occasion, they had the opportunities to go and win it. And when when they will reflect, and when Brian Lone will will look back on it this week and say, "Jesus, it has to be a, a missed missed opportunity," because you know, just before half time, they had an opportunity to to push the margin out to possibly five, six points, even seven points. You know, those two Ryan Taylor opportunities. But look. You can't be too hard on Ryan Taylor. Maybe, maybe the first one where he elected to take on the on the point. He had Kelly and he caught Malone outside him. That was possibly the one where he should have he should have passed it inside and they should have went for goal. And then he had an opportunity to put the ball over the bar himself. And then he was saying to himself, "Well, look, I'm not going to make that mistake again." And he Rogers outside him. And and look, that great team that that Eddie were on was on Kilkenny. You know. They go for the for the killer blows and the killer blows are our goals. And you know, that's probably the way Brian Lowe said to his team, look, if if the opportunities present themselves and we can raise a couple of green flags, we're going to go from. So look, they win in a half time. For me, they possibly should have been five or six points up. And then near the end, you know, great credit to them. They never threw in the towel. They kept going, um, you know, right to the end and the opportunities present themselves near the end where they had four or five clear opportunities to, uh, to cut the lead and even go, go into the lead. You know, and even when you see some some passage of play where you see Ryan, Ryan Taylor, I thought it was, it was immense yesterday. You know, him chasing lost causes, you know, getting a flick in, getting a last minute flick in. You know, you think it's going to be a Limerick score and next thing Ryan Taylor chases down a man. I thought Shane O'Donnell was the same. I thought Kelly, Kelly was brilliant. Conlon, and look, we can we can be we can be so hard on on your man Keen Nolan, but look, you've been there, Eddie. I've been there. Jesus, you're speaking to two lads that, you know, what was their game all about? You know, get the ball played into you, you know, in in in, 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 in acres of space, and you know, you take on your man. And I don't think we can be too hard on 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 Keen Nolan. 
what can you do? For me, he was touch tight yesterday. I would be asking my defenders to be to be to be touch tight. But when your player were brave yesterday, they went they went man on man. But but if you go man on man, you're going to it's it's at the other end. It's at the other end where you leave 30, 40 acres, 40 acres of green grass in front of, of Flanagan and Galan. And look, Rory Hayes, he got picked off for eight points by Flanagan yesterday. He got the better of Flanagan yesterday. Flanagan didn't get, get a score off him. And look, Eddie's been there before. If Keen Nolan went down with Mark Galan next week, it might be it might be a totally different ball game. So I don't I think what, what it is, John, is play, Limerick are so good at they play. If you set up a certain way, their game plan then goes to plan number one, which is, you know, their bodies outside, they will shoot from outside. But it reminded me a small bit of the league final this year where Kenny pushed right up on them and they went to town. You know, you look at the space in that league final, you think of the goal Galan and Flanagan got between them that time. Again, you're talking nearly all four, four of Kenny's def- defenders were outside the 65 when that ball got delivered in. Really the same as when David Reedy got his heads up yesterday. And, and 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 they're able to do that. They're able to they have their game plan there that that if if you go man to man like you said there and Condon was off out the field, the full forward line now just retreat inside, almost into the big square. Even Galan goes in around the goalie and look at all the space they have to operate. Uh, well, look, we're going to dig more into the into the Munster final in a moment, but let's just start with how the day finished yesterday. Uh, Galway in the lead, then that incredible goal by Killian Buckley. Not not exactly known for his goal scoring exploits, uh, but with 75 minutes and 15 seconds, 13, 15 seconds gone, uh, he scored his first championship goal. And this is one, Eddie, that will not be forgotten for a long time either. No, geez, it's uh, it's 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 a kind of uh. It's a mantelpiece photograph moment, really, for Killian. It is like it's it's a moment of moments, and and I think some you know you, you're sometimes very fortunate to get something like that in your career. But I suppose Killian played a good bit of underage as a forward, and when he came on the Kilkenny scene initially in 2012, I think he played in uh, as a wing forward, and then he obviously made a huge career when he went back number seven. But he's a guy who's had a tough couple of years between injuries and different things, and probably you know even. Mentally, I think it showed yesterday what kind of a guy he is because he's been played in matches last year. He was in now with a team, had good days, had bad days. And then, you know, to come back yesterday, like even yesterday, the very first ball landed on him. He soared through the clouds and took it. And it just showed like that here's a guy probably just building up and building up, wanting to, to just explode into a match. And he did. But um, I think it was, you know, from... From that perspective, like you'd say, the the little bit of craft, the, the impact off the bench even that Kenny got was massive yesterday. Like I think was it two four, maybe two five came off the bench. So you know, it it ultimately got us home. But I think the area that you'll work on, say, look, we, we were in a commanding position. We were eight points up, akin to the round robin match below in Nolan Park. We were in a commanding position, and just you know, I think maybe game management is something that Derek will look at. Uh, going into the All-Ireland series saying, look, if we get into a position like that with a team and they get a point or two back, it's probably to kill it down a small bit. But um, yeah, look, from, from you know, we saw even the image of of the old uh, gaffer himself, Mr. Cody, right, yeah. you know, in the stands and, and Matt Root beside him, his, his trusty wingman from school. And uh, just to see what it meant to them. And I suppose, look, you are who you are and, and that passion will never leave, you know, Brian. So, I suppose that was that just summed up me maybe what the 
I suppose the the emotions of the match because it was a great game in that regard. Um, you know, Conor Whelan having a game of games uh, at that end, and you know, even Mikey Butler, I just thought was brilliant. His finish, like when next what a goal! You'd be saying it'd be some cracking training now if Mikey Mikey come up to the forwards <laughs> and I show you how to put away a few goals. John, like what a way to win a final, as we're saying there, but what a way to lose it. I mean, Galway had a good start this time. They obviously learned their lessons from the game against Dublin. But then once again, they found a hole that they had to dig themselves out of, like eight points down, 20 minutes to go. But then they came back, showed their character again, and they looked like they had it in the end. But the manner of that loss was just a kick in the guts, wasn't it? Oh, cruel, cruel. And look, I've been there before. We lost an All-Ireland Club semi-finals at Clarenbridge in, in 2011. Uh, Two-point lead going into the dying seconds and, you know, they got a epoxy, epoxy goal. And, and look, for me yesterday, you know, geez, I, I was thinking, oh my, any time that happens, you know, Clarenbridge just keeps, I keep getting reminded. You've clearly got over it. Of, of Clarenbridge. I'll never get over Clarenbridge. <laughs> You're in the happy place, John. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I suppose. But for Galway, look, we, look, numerous opportunities to, to as, as Eddie touched on, to, to get rid of the ball. I mean, I think it was Garrow Hegarty started off. He tried to, he tried to hit the ball out first. Then he 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 mishit it. Uh, I don't know. I think it was there was an opportunity to get it. Joseph Cooney, yeah. Joseph Cooney missed the missed the, the pick up. Then Carl Mannion had an opportunity to to, to get a block in on on. Um, John, 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 John Donnelly, and then the, the kick near the end, Porrick, Porrick, man, you know, oh, Jesus. And then he didn't really, he didn't really hit it too cleanly oh, either. And, clean. and, and I think the, the goalkeeper's vision was kind of, you know, so he was kind of lined up in front of him. Yeah, by yeah. one or two players. But look, hindsight, you can always say hindsight, we should have done this, we could have done that. But look, when you're there and you're in the moments, it's... But look, from a goalie perspective, you know, I, I go back to that Cambridge game. We never we never had an opportunity, you know, that was the all Ireland gone. But Galway, at least, you know, when they go back training this week, probably take a couple of days off to say, right, we'll 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 look at the positives throughout the game throughout the game. And there was a, a lot a lot a lot of positives. Look, they came back from eight points down. Uh, they came back from ten points down against against Dublin, uh finished strong, done everything right in in, in those closing minutes. With the exception, with the exception of the goal, so I think Henry will will take an awful lot of losses from the game yesterday. But look, at the end of the day, when you reflect, you know, it's like it's like giving a medal to you know, you know, it's like being a medal being robbed off you. And look, Jesus, you know, you know, it's it's in the aftermath of your career when your career's over and you, you know, you, you calculate all the medals that you have and you look back and for some of those Galway players, it might have been a first length medal and. Some of them, you know, they have their all earned, they've, they've uh, league success, and I think some of them are chasing their third Lancer title now. And, you know, to have three Lancer titles or three Lancer medals, you know, to look back on would have been, would have been nice. And, ah, uh, oh, look, it was. Yeah, it's, it's an awful way to lose one. It's it's just like, even to, when we, like, tactically as well, like, like Conor Whelan going out and kind of jumping from wing to wing I thought that paid huge dividends and it was something that you know we spoke about last week about getting him on ball where he can hurt you but I suppose there's one that I do think probably didn't help Galway's cause and there was good reason for that but I thought Galway probably took out 
their strongest line a little bit or, or weakened it a fraction by putting Parig Mannion on Owen Cody. Owen Cody still picked up a couple of points, won a few frees, and I can see why you would do that. But I still think uh, Parig Mannion there in that half-back line, I think they have been, that half-back line has probably been what has helped Galway during the year. But I suppose as a manager, they're the, they're the, they're the decisions you take and, and, and you make them in good reason, like, you know. Yeah, and I don't see I, I don't see any reason for that because you know Morrissey and, and Grealish. Oh yeah, well able for they're, they're two touch tight cornerbacks. And look, if I was Henry the next day, you know, I think you have to have a bit of trust in, in those ads. I mean, even the one for me is is Carl Mannion. Like Carl Mannion is like Jesus, there was a time where Carl Mannion was banging over five, six, seven points in, in games. And even his role like was a you know, I know, I know, I know. He he he, uh, he had the same role last year against uh, Kilkenny, but Kilkenny put Mikey Mikey Butler on him last year and kind of nullified his his influence. And he played the same role against against Cork and Limerick. I just feel like you know he's too he's too big a player to be to be having in, to be having in that role. Like you know, you're taking away yeah, a lot of scorn. a lot of a lot of scorn. You know, from from your fall forward division, like like. He could quite easily, you know, on any given day, he could pick off one, two, one, three if he's inside or if he's across the half or and he could pick pick any team off for four or five points. So you're kind of taking that away from your scoring thread for me, like, you know, having Carl Mannion playing that role at Henry and playing yesterday. We spoke last week about kind of the pressure on, you know, Henry Shefflin to kind of win some silverware with, with Galway. Um, Eddie, I think you said in your Indo column this morning that you don't expect them to make the All-Ireland final. It's hard to see... Because I think their their form has been so busy this year. I think, you know, when they're when they're good, they're good. And 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 like he has made some changes. I think Dahi Burke at centre back, although be it they had to move them quickly enough yesterday when Hegarty got when McInerney got booked, I think they flipped him out straight away. Um but yeah, look, I, I look I, I suppose your year two there's a little bit more expected of you. And I think there was the we step out, take away, you know, the side shows and the drama from last year. Galway, you know, didn't account very well for themselves in the Leinster final last year. So, you know, what we were talking about last Monday was that they needed to bring a bit of edge to their game. And they brought a bit of it to a degree. They put them, you know, they, they, they ran up a good score. Nyland was good. Whelan was excellent, you know. And But I suppose if you're looking at going into the All-Ireland series now, like, I mean, their old rivals, Tip, who does never anything between them. You know, if Tip get come through that awfully match, you know, you're looking at what will will probably be the, the one is 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 Galway and, and Tip. That's going to be a tough, tough match because this Tip team are in a decent space at the moment. Little blip the last day in the campaign of Munster, but they're freshened up. They're going to be nicely humming coming into, you know, the, the awfully match. And then, you know, if you'd expect them to take care of business, that's going to be tough. And then, you know, round two, again, like last year, face into the All-Ireland Champions. And I know they gave a huge uh, rattle off them last year, very, very close. But I just, I, I don't see it even in, in their body language, I suppose, as such either. Like, and I know, yes, it was cruel, but I, I don't know. Um, like I said, there's, there's a lack of consistency in how they're playing, maybe. And I think Liam Sheedy touched on it there last night. If Galway could stop putting themselves in these holes, you know, then they're in a better position, whereas... You know, yesterday they got into a great position and then coughed up goals and like letting lads walk through the heart of your defence. That you know that 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 just has to be. You just cannot let lads do that. That happened three times yesterday. 
Okay, so let's just get into the Munster final. Uh, Limerick won 23, Clare won 22. Fifth successive Munster title for them, as we said. And that's 12 finals, as you mentioned, John, played under John Kiley. 12 finals won. This man, what, I mean, what an incredible record for a manager. Yeah, I suppose. So what can you say? But look, I was looking at the celebrations after, like, you know, Kylie was wicked excited. Even in contrast to the celebrations in the aftermath of the car game, you know, and Kylie, they were really kind of, you know, giving it everything. But I was just looking at the celebrations yesterday. Knorke was kind of, he was kind of more reserved. He was kind of saying to himself, yeah, well, look, you know, there's going to be another day now. And the next day now was the big one, the big one, you know, final number 13 and the four in a row. So I'd say Knorke's, is thinking ahead already. He's thinking to himself, well, look, you know, this Clare team, they're, they're, they're closing the gaps slowly but surely. But, you know, great credit has to, has to go to this to this Limerick side and to, to Kylie. I mean, yesterday, and I, I'd say what's happening, Sinead, I'd say they're picking the team a bit like a bit like Cole, uh, Kilkenny under Cody. I'd say they're picking the team off of what's happening on the on, on the train. Tra- that was evident yesterday. I mean, he was up there and before the match was saying, Jesus Graham, Katty is starting Dave Reedy is starting. Now we were we were having a conversation last Thursday. You told us last Thursday, Dave Reedy and Greenwood Katty was were going to be starting. You're saying, Jesus, you know, on top of missing on top of missing Keen Lynch. And you know, to, to think that as Liam Sheedy touched on last night, that they've won this won this competition without Sean Finn, probably their best defender, and without Keen Lynch. Uh you know, an incredible achievement. I know you, you know you think of where Limerick have come from. Like Limerick, you know, Limerick won the Monster Championship in, in 2013. Like that was the first time in 17 years they won the Monster Championship. And now they've won five five in a row. An incredible, an incredible achievement. Like, you know, considering that, you know, for years, you know, they've always been the understudy to uh, to, to both Tipperary and, uh, and Clark. But yeah, look, you've seen it yesterday. Young lads came on, Adam English came on, Carl O'Neill came on, and they have, they have, they have the backup. And as I said, now the four weeks will will, will suit them. I think uh, Kylie touched on the aftermath of the match that they'll take this week off. The players know now what what's expected of them now. They know the routine from from previous years was to be expected uh, from the four weeks, similar to Kilkenny. I think the four weeks will uh, will will still Kilkenny as well because you know. Eddie touched on it. They probably have their routine of, you know, what they'll deal with in those four weeks. It's it's more so then for the likes of Galway and Clare. You know, I think Galway will look Galway will probably look back and say, like, we got it right last year. We beat Cork and we got it right for the semi-final. But it's more for Clare that, you know, they're going to have to take learnings from last year because possibly, you know, they might have to tweak their training. Like, did they go too heavy in the aftermath of last year's Munster final because they looked a tired team going into the Wexford game and they looked a, a jaded team by the time they, they, they played at Kilkenny. So, like, from, from Brian Lowen's point of view, you know, less might be the, might be the key now, like, where your sessions might, might go down to maybe 30 minutes rather than an hour and 15 or, you know, 35 minutes or even within the next two weeks, he might just have only one probably top-class session. He might have it this Saturday. They might rest up, might have it this Saturday, and then it'll be just total rest. And even again for the next two weeks after, they might have... So from a player point of view, they might only have two top-class sessions, possibly if they get over Dublin from here now to a semi-final. Whereas Limerick now can plan ahead, they can plan the four weeks, probably go off on a, a training camp weekend, and, and Kilkenny are probably going to be similar as well. They'll probably go off on a tra- training camp weekend as well, because that's what the that's the reward of winning... 
your province, as we touched on last last Thursday, you know, Kilkenny will avoid Limerick. They'll get the they'll get the four weeks and similar uh, for Limerick. They get the four weeks and they're able to re- recuperate and get get you know rest up the bodies and, and get the, get the bodies recharged. Yeah, Eddie, let's get into the no-free uh, thing at the end. I mean, it, it was a manic finish even before that. Obviously, the Limerick supporters kind of ran onto the pitch. They had to be cleared off. And then uh, Liam Gordon didn't blow for what seemed like um, a straightforward foul there at the end. It's kind of two there, but the one probably obviously on Tony Kelly. Like, how was that not a free? Yeah, it it, it certainly looked it. And I just think overall, right, you know, and I spoke about this in the article today, I said, I think, Liam Gordon let it flow yesterday, right? And it contributed to, the, to a match. But consequently then, when when players, and, and myself and John will tell you this, when you know that that line has now, you know, bent out considerably or that he's letting it go a little bit and you can fly into tackles and there's it's hot and heavy. And that's what we want, you know. So I'm, I suppose I'm mindful of we can't have it every way. And I think well, what happened then was that he started letting little freeze go. I felt that there was definitely a couple of very obvious freeze both ways that were missed. And then it just becomes that a little bit. So I suppose he's all equally under pressure in a millisecond score. Was that definitely a free? And, and it's hard because even the sequence of play there where Limerick hunted down the clear lads from the goal out to the side. Like, like the ones is there, like Mike Casey dived in the tackle and that's, it was not in short of a rugby tackle. Like he dived in and kind of cut down, I think, Rogers or me or one of them. And you're kind of going, you know, I, and when it's frantic like that and the speed of it, it's very hard to call it. But I think there's justification in that. I think there's definitely a balance all that there should have been a free, if not two there. But I think, in my view, I think Claire need to not dwell on that because that match was there for their taking. I, I, I go a step further. I thought Clare could have been eight points up at half time had they been ultra clinical. And, you know, he said about the dis- Ryan Taylor, who's been phenomenal this year, little bit of indecisiveness, you know, cost him. Like, and then the second time when his chance presented again, and I'd always be for saying maybe the first one, you know, steady himself up. He didn't know whether to put it across or shoot, just steady yourself up. And in the end, he only half committed to the point. And as a result, it just faded out. Whereas if he, if he taps that over and then when Limerick were opened up, I think that's when the opportunity is to kill him. But it's something that's, you know, do you know the way sometimes you see it? Oh, you know, give a free balance to books. It's a, it's, it's, it's a draw. Great. Everyone is happy. But I suppose when there was so much going on there, you know, and the ref, they get milliseconds, they have to be 100% sure. But for me, you kind of went, God, there was definitely what looked like two fouls. And equally, Shanahan looks as if he threw the ball as well. So I don't know. But I think on the balance of it, um, you know, it's... I think Clare can feel that definitely they look at that first half they left behind. But equally then, in the first half, like Dermot Burns, when maybe were Limerick one, two down or something like that, Dermot Burns catches a ball three times in a sequence of play, brings the ball out, sets up a Limerick point. And then, they, you know, and, and you just wonder how does something so obvious get missed in, in, in the start of a game? And they're the small margins. I think Limerick were saying yesterday as well that they felt that they, they missed a lot. They, they should have had more frees. But um, yeah, look, it's 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 a cruel way to go. I think what we have, I think what we have to allow for now, Sinead, just going forward, these games are so hard to referee. It's frantic, very physical. We have to allow for that. There's going there's going to be mistakes made, and, and I think I think supporters kind of have to kind of take a step back and say, 
Jesus, you know, to referee one of these games for 73, 74 minutes, it's it's a big, big ask and it's, it, it's, it's very difficult. So I think going forward, I think we have to allow that there's going to be one or two mistakes are going to happen, happen within these games going forward. But that's grand. Once they're not big, big, big yeah. mistakes that, that are going to be really evident that going to go, you know, going to be talking points in, in the after the match, the match. And that was a, a big, big talking point in the after the match. And look, for me, it was, there was two frees and they were right in, stri- in straight in front of Liam Gordon. And for me, I think he probably got a little bit spooked by ref- by blowing up the whistle and the crowd coming onto the pitch. And he's probably, he probably got a bit bamboozled in his own mind and saying, well, Jesus, I bet that as soon as I get an opportunity to blow the whistle again, I'm going to blow the whistle. And, and unfortunately, it was to, uh, to, to, to uh, Clare's cost. But as you say, they're like Clare, like will have their own regrets after this. You know, what, 12 or 13 wides, you know, yeah. five or six of those uh, shots fell short. They, you know, this was as good a day as ever for them to finally beat Limerick. And that ultimately is the bottom line. A hundred percent. But Sinead, Sinead, right, Brian Lone. Probably was going to be throwing at Brian Lowen. It looks probably been thrown at him already this season. Look, he's one naughty. But by Gar, look, look at the job he's after. He only shut the shut the short space of time. Look, look, look at they were unbelievable yesterday without without winning the match. And look at look where they've come in such a short space of time in the space of what two 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 years. Like what in twenty twenty then in the COVID quarter final, Waterford beat him pulling up in a, in, in an order in quarter final. In in the Munster Championship campaign that year, uh, Limerick beat him at, at the ease. So where he has him at the moment, going competing and taking on this 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 Limerick team and going toe to toe him, and like the small margins, like last year they, they they had to go to extra time. This year they they won by a point. Last year in in, in Ennison the round robin it was a draw and a, and a point again. And for me, I know the Kilkenny man he might like me hearing this. I think the whole country will be praying that we get the trilogy. We didn't get the trilogy last year. I would love to see the, the trilogy of, <laughs> of, of Claire Limerick. You talk in a ticket there yesterday was going to be was going to be tough. Yeah. And I'd say and I'd say Crow Park are saying to themselves, you know, even last year there was there was talks that it might last year's All Ireland final for the first time ever might be a sellout. If you had a Claire Limerick game they could sell oh, it out yeah. two or three times over. But for that to happen, Kilkenny are sitting back they have got to get over Dublin, and and there's, like, there's, there's, there's still going to be some massive games in the All Ireland series. Like they have got to get over Dublin, and Clare beating Kilkenny in a semi final. They don't need reminding now. Kilkenny have an opportunity now to get a couple of players back. That's going to be a big ask with Tipperary Galway coming up. I think that's a 50-50 game, and whoever wins that game, then you know are, are going to take on Limerick. But yeah, for me, I. Jesus, I, I would love to see. I'd love to see a, a trilogy it, of it. It would be brilliant. It would be absolutely brilliant. But I suppose the bigger one too. Like, and, and again, we'd always be kind of cautious. I'd be wary now of 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 the the second game. Like you'd say, if you, if Clare, the key thing for Clare now is to flush the system, clear the heads, because the All Ireland series is there for him. I still, I still would think. They're in with a massive shout of making that all Ireland. They obviously have to get a, jump a few hurdles first. But if I'm in that clear dressing room and we take care of business and we get to an all Ireland semi final where you're facing into Kilkenny, she's after what happened last year. That's the type of stuff that motivates you. That's the stuff that gets them jumping back to the pitch 
you know, this week going on. This is what's ahead, lads. They know now the road ahead for them. So they just have to flush the systems. Definitely, you know, don't feel sorry for themselves as of tomorrow or the day after. You have to just get it out of your system. And I, I think straight, I'd be nervous as a Kilkenny person. You know, Adrian Mullen, they say he may have come back at the end of the year. I don't know. He has a serious injury. A few more lads. So they have the four weeks to get them right. But if there's a team now that you go, God, we're going to be up against it here. It's clear. And look, they're the challenges. It'd be a, it'd be a great challenge to get over. And I think, from a, I think from a Clare point of view, Eddie, I think last year probably, you know, for being realistic, and if you're probably being a Clare player or, or the Clare managing, did they really believe they could win the All-Ireland? Possibly not. They probably, you know, probably saying, Jesus, we could, we, could, we could possibly win a Munster title, but would we be good enough to win a Munster title and an All-Ireland? I think after yesterday, and I think after the round-robin game against Clare, and I think what they've given to the Munster Championship... And I think if they take the learnings from last year in regards, you know, what way they're going to approach training for the next two weeks, possibly four weeks if they get over Dublin, I think they're right there. I think they have a cracking opportunity and I think they are serious, serious title contenders. And I think the belief will be within that clear setup now that, hey, you know what, Brian Owen saying, hey, you know what, lads, we're good enough to push on and win this all earned. And I think that four or five lads that weren't at their best yesterday, I think Dermot Ryan wasn't there, Dave Fitzgerald, not near their best, Tony. Shane O'Donnell, Ed McCarthy, I think, you know, there's, there's lots to be optimistic about. Yeah, and hopefully Conor Cleary, might, you know, should be back as well. And, and I know we touched yeah. on this at the start um, about Keane Nolan on Aaron Glan. Uh, Glan obviously finished at 111, eight from freeze, and three of those fo- came from fouls on him by Nolan. And I know you're probably saying, like, John, at the start, like, maybe should, he should have had better support, but, like, should the Clare management have taken him off uh, sooner, do you think? Do you think they left him on too long? Or oh yeah, well look, well look. Uh, after after he won the first, I, I would even go to say even in the in the in the first half they probably should have taken him off him. Like he won the first four or five balls. I think he was after scoring two points. He was after scoring is the winning two frees. Uh, probably at that stage they probably should have possibly moved Rory Hayes over onto him and then put Key Nolan on 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 Seamus Flanagan. But look, Eddie, Eddie, I tell you. Sinead, if you're a corner forward and you win your first couple of balls, you you, okay. you, you, you bang them over the bar, your dander is up, you don't care who you're now. And you're just saying to yourself, you just keep you just keep me, keep feeding me the ball, just keep feeding me the ball and I'll do the damage. And like like what Eddie would say the same, just keep feeding me the ball. And when you're feeding the ball in, if you're a corner forward and you're Aaron Galan and you're getting a lovely diagonal ball yeah. in front of you and you know that the ball is coming in and it's a 60-40 ball in favour of the forward you're saying just keep feeding me that ball and from a defender's point of view it's the cornerbacks anyone who played in the fullback they tell you it's it's it's, it's a horrible place to, 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 to be in but yeah they probably should have made the, the change a lot earlier but Jesus, like, like um, I, I think, you know, uh, Shannon DeMori went in on him, but at that stage, the, the damage was done, and I suppose look, I suppose he was going into that. I thought he was the man, really. I, I, I would have felt, because when you look at uh, Hayes, Hayes done a decent job on, on, on Flanagan yesterday. You know, he, 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 he went toe-to-toe with him. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I remember going back to 2004, I marked uh, Damien, was it 2005, I marked Damien Joyce, and the very far, first ball, I can hear Brian Cody saying to me, do not be behind him, you know, be out in front, which is where forward should be. But like a good defender will gamble and they'll go in front and back themselves. 
But I remember the same day, the ball just bounced. Like, I remember even my own head going, oh, jeez, he's in front of me now for the first ball. He's gone. And Damien Joyce was was fast and mobile. The ball just bounced over his hurl and it came into me and I got a goal off it. And then for the next 10, 15 minutes, he just stood behind me. And that's the the thin line between, you know, doing the right thing and playing from in front. And if you if he plays in front and, go, and takes that ball straight away, it's a psychological warfare, isn't it, John? Like that, that... If you can get that first ball, then suddenly you start retreating a little bit and you're kind of playing on the shoulder rather than back, you know, out in front. And Jackie, here is the example I give you. Jackie was a devil. He would always go that step in front. He he was touch tight on you, but he was very good to, to go in front. And I think that's a hard thing to do when you have all that space in front of you because you're conscious of Galan's skill level in the tight, in the, in the ball high, in the ball low. He can wheel you. He's so good. Yeah, and I was looking even at the, the opposite. Like I was looking at, you know, in contrast to Galang getting out in front and, and being so confident within himself, and you know, y- you know, he was getting on so much ball, and he had he had the confidence then to take on the scores, and he was probably playing with a bit of panache as well. Like, and I was looking at the contrast then between Hayes and Flanagan, where Hayes was after winning one or two balls, the first three, yes. couple, couple of balls, and then in the second half. There was one or two lovely balls came into Flanagan that are dream balls, but he was at the missing the first couple of yeah, balls yeah. And, and, and Hayes had been him. He didn't have the confidence that, that the likes of Galan had. So in, in so instead of getting the ball out in front in in, in compared to last year's Muscle Fire, where he was getting out in front, putting the ball, turning, putting the ball over the bar, he was mis miscontrolling the ball. The ball was going in and Hayes was just picking it up like. And and as and as, as Eddie touched on there, Sinead, those are the fine lines between a cornerback getting on top. And a corner forward in on top. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so look, as you mentioned there, uh, Kilkenny and Limerick obviously will have the month build up now to the All Ireland semi final, and the break will do them good in terms of kind of the injure some injuries clear up for all teams, I suppose. So Galway play the winners of Offaly against Tip and the All Ireland quarterfinals. Clare play uh, the winners of Dublin against Carlo, and I suppose I mentioned there we kind of saw last year the way the Munster final just seemed to um, empty Clare, so they will you know hopefully try and do that differently this time. But from this uh, position, lads, like and a lot of love there for Clare as well, and what they can do kind of differently in the All Ireland uh, series. Who, you know, who's All-Ireland? Is it to lose? Do you feel it's still open or is it still hard to look past Limerick? The, Limerick still, you know, they keep they keep answering the questions. The challenges keep coming and they just keep taking all the punches. And they're now finding their mojo a little bit more. Little by little, they're building. And I think, you know, to have said that once they get to Crow Park now and they're out of Munster now, they've left that war behind them. And it's been attritional on them. It's been tough. But they've come through it, and you, you know, in Crow Park now, the the reward is to get out to the the, the wide open greens of Crow Park, and, and I'm sure they'll have craved this. But I think, yeah, I I still think they're there that bit little bit in front. It depends on I think Kilkenny have a bit of work to tidy up a little bit. Tip then could be a dark horse. You just don't know yeah. with them. You know, they're they've had a lot of injuries. They have more injuries to deal with. It probably lessens how good they can be this year. But they still will not be afraid of anyone. But I just, I just going to jump on to Limerick just briefly. You, you know, you spoke about how uh, Kylie reacted there yesterday. I'll tell you what that is. That's, that's pressure. That is the pressure, and the pressure is going to build on this Limerick team now, and it's going to build more so within their own county. Uh, media things will crank up a little bit now because, as John said, there now they're moving on to a place. They have a place in history. 
but this is really to consolidate themselves up there with any of the teams that have ever played Hurland. And it's just going to be now, I think what's, what's a big thing is, is controlling things. I think, and, and, and without it inhibiting, yeah, it's not tensing up. It's finding the balance between kind of embracing it and going with it, but not getting lost in it either. Because, you know, the, 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 they seem to have a huge connection with their supporters and, and Limerick in general. And that's part of it. That's brilliant. It has to be nurtured. The young lads, all that. But I think now the big challenge for Kylie and the lads now is just keep doing what they do. Try shut out some of the noise because there will be noise. It's just it's part of the part parcel of it, and it's just how they can kind of manage that now going forward. And yes, they have come back to the pack, but God, if 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 they know they have the resilience and the belief in their panel, they have it more than ever this year. Will they? How how do you expect them to handle it, um, John? Because it is a new sphere for them now, isn't it, for Limerick? Well, look, if they thought the Munster campaign was bad, where they had a, a, a massive target on their back, where everyone was, as I keep touching on, everyone keeps throwing the kitchen, kitchen sink at them. You know, you look at the teams that are left in the all Ireland series. You know, if if Tipperary were to overcome Galway, they'd love nothing more to stop stop uh, Limerick in their quest for four in a row. We know Kilkenny would love to stop in their quest for four in a row. And Clare, they're near neighbours. They would love to, to stop them in, in their quest for, for four in a row. And, and, and possibly Galway, then they'd love not more to, to go out and try and get revenge for, for 2018, which the All-Ireland that set this Limerick team um, on the road. But I just think, look, they're, they're favourites for me. They're in a, they're in a good place. Uh as Eddie touched on, they're going into Crow Park. There's a four-week break. Uh, King Lynch is still a big one. Like, like, is he injured? Isn't he injured? If they could get him back, you know, what type of place is he in? Yeah, he had to be injured. Like, I mean, he, he only seen limited time against Cork. Didn't see any time yesterday. So, that'll give him a good opportunity. But, I don't know, I'm big into written in the stars. And I think the last time Clare on the double, uh, the minor and senior double, their minors lost the Munster final and then they went, went on and won the All-Ireland. Their seniors won the Munster and the All-Ireland. Their minors won this year, won the Munster and they won the All-Ireland. Their seniors are after losing the Munster. I'm just thinking, I'm, I, I, I'm big into written in the stars and just thinking this, this, I think if any team are best equipped to stop Limerick, I think it could be clear. Yeah. And I tell you, I missed out on it the last time. I was probably a fraction young, but by God, it's, if they win it this time, I think we'll be all packing the bags to head to the banner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be something else. Well, look, I know we had a cracking Munster Championship, I suppose, in particular, but uh, there's so much more uh, to come this summer. So, John and Eddie, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, we will be back next week, but that's it from us for now. Thanks for listening. This is an Irish independent podcast.